0: Struggling to connect with buyers in an overcrowded, noisy sales landscape? Today's buyers want more than a spray and pray email blast. Launch a podcast and collaborate on content with people that matter most in your industry. Learn more at salesculture.work. What's up, everyone, I'm Joe Lemon, and welcome back to the podcast. Always appreciate you guys checking in on me and hearing the latest episodes. and. You know this whole podcasting experience, I'm trying to you know spew out and really get you guys to to, to to dive into this audio place because it's not about the downloads. Yes, those are important if you want to get ad money. I get it, but it's way bigger than that. It's about building real relationships. I know in business people throw that around, and it's honestly it gets this kind of cheesy vibe about it. But man, like I want to I want I want to take a walk. I want you guys to take a walk with me down memory lane here because last was two weeks ago i was at the digital marketing conference in la in santa monica and you know had a chance to meet a lot of great people but i really got i feel like i really got to know them to a degree based off the podcast interview that we did and i plan to keep staying in touch with these guys and that's the best part about it right it's like beyond just the service level, you know, what do you do conversations and more into what are you passionate about and where are you taking it and what's next and what ambitions do you have moving forward. So, I want you guys to sit back and enjoy this episode with with Jose Barrera. Man, we talked about a lot of things. So, you know, it was one of those conversations where Jose walked into the booth, total strangers I got a two-second interview from somebody else who i recently interviewed (laughs) who brought him past the booth ruben over at dub you guys got to check them out dub is like a video emailing platform i'm just getting into it i like what i'm seeing so far but uh big shout out to ruben for giving us the intro and um jose came past the booth man and literally just we just start chopping it up it was just that simple and we started talking about everything from his spiritual journey to him going to burning man and you know his whole personal growth process and the career moves after leaving the military and then getting back into the real world and launching businesses so you know this is just one of those conversations that we covered a lot of it i mean uh, and i think what we're going to pick up is right whenever he's bringing his wife to the u.s from russia i think it's a good place for us to start so we we were just kind of flowing and i was like man we got to press record and capture this uh, for the podcast he was open to it we kept it going and you know you guys should totally let him know how you guys feel about the podcast and please always subscribe let me know if you guys are are, are feeling this content this one's gonna be a little more free flowing um so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have the whole conversation there but really really good mixture of just like the whole work-life balance play and really understanding how that looks we get into all of it so sit back and enjoy this conversation with jose barrera from trinet
1: of course look to each zone of course like we were all writing our story but to me personally it's like it's just that is you know every decision you're making is sometimes good sometimes bad but when you're you're telling that story when you're 90 like okay you know it's i live my life do you want to say, I regret not doing that, or I wish I had done this? Can't live with that piece, man. Right? Yeah, I'd rather yeah, be like, okay, I, I did piece. it. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, man, you learned. But at least it's like, I tried. You aren't going to be able to rest properly. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you'd
0: have had that, that, if you'd have not chased and not, you know, went after the way you did, you probably wouldn't have been, you know, No. a I, little bit of sleepless nights, nice, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and you grow. It pushes you, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but that's, that's how you grow. And... I remember going back to my boss, who was, like, a homie, right? The guy yeah. helped me develop into the businessman that I became, like, mentored me, like, helped me choose a market yeah. from within this big industry and really chased it, on you know, like, and he did a lot for me. Yeah. Um. And when I struggled, like, we were so close friends that he wouldn't dare ever, like, you know, fire me or say anything bad. He's like, okay, how, how can I help, right? Yeah. So it, was, it was a lot. So then coming to him and saying, hey, Mike. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was... Hey, was and he
0: pissed or was he happy with it? So I tell you what, I
1: man. Like, the guy, like the guy? Guy, I, I, I've met a lot of salespeople in my life, and a lot of CEOs and CFOs and whatever. And mm-hmm. Mike is like an exceptionally good businessman. I think. Like, sucks to say, but I think that the those super rich sales cats always have the little bit extra. Where like when they have to choose between themselves and the client, they tend to choose themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mike had that in a way that like it was very small but also was this insane salesperson so you know he's now he's the boss of the company but he still has that salesperson within which mm-hmm. is what made him get ahead so sure. when i go sit with this guy i thought okay we're going to take our mask off and we're going to have a heart to heart yeah But somehow, when I left that meeting, it was my idea to stay in the company three more months and meet these, these, and these goals. He's
0: a hella fast sales guy, man. And I was just so,
1: like, going out, like, yeah, of course I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Then I'm going to go to Russia just fine. Yeah. And, like, a week passes, and I'm kind of, okay, working on these goals. And, like, next week, I'm like, hold up. Yeah. I'm like, what? (laughs) So then I I bought my ticket to Russia. I went and got my, my Russian visa. Yeah. And then I rescheduled the meeting. And I, hey, Mike, let's talk. And I quit. And I say to you, like, look, man, I love you. You did not all for me. But I'm sure you can understand where I'm at. and like, I want to do this.
0: So this is two weeks in between that initial conversation about you planning to leave. And and then he kind of sold you on ideas. around for three months, two weeks went by.
1: Is that about, it? About two weeks went by. Yeah. yeah but about two I, weeks I, went I, by. And then <laughs> I, uh, yeah, because, like, ultimately, like, I knew what I wanted. And yeah, man. And I, I was, in a way, impressed, right? Like, he got in my head and he made me think that it was somehow my idea. And I'm like, wow, like, he's who he is because he is. Yeah. Uh, but also like, Hey, come on. Like, this is <laughs> my life. Like I, I want to go pursue this. Yep. I, I know I'll be okay. And if I got to come back, I'm sure you let me back in. So it's fine. But I need to do this. So I, you know, it took about a, another month from that point on for me to leave yep. the U.S. Uh, and I went to go, went to St. Petersburg, That's wow. where she was at this point. And then the journey truly began, man. Cause like, she, her life had just been kind of shattered, right? So now I show up in Petersburg after she told me to come. And now she's being kind of strange. She's kind of like, what's up? You know, you're here, but I'm not really open i don't know what i'm doing in my life like everything's so confusing
0: because she's lost well i mean not lost but because she's her life is in limbo now right yeah so yeah. she's thinking about coming back to us now, but she can't come and there's right? this american cat that's yeah. just like
1: hey you just you just say yes i'll make it happen mm-hmm. right to me he's like this is my woman like you're gonna come back with me like i'll figure this out but did you guys k-1 it huh
0: did you guys do the k-1 We did the K one. Yeah, we did the K K one visa for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All (laughs) right, cool. Yeah, so I went and I I had talked to
1: a few lawyers to figure out what our options were. Yep. And I, I thought, okay, I'll go get the girl and I come back. And I had a friend doing enterprise sales at Cisco, so I figured, okay, like there's money anywhere. Like you can, you be fine. Now it it takes a while to get to enterprise sales at Cisco, right? You have to be in the game for a while. It's good money when you get there, though. It's great money. This guy was bringing like thirty five K a month in commissions. So like. (laughs) The money's, it's it's juicy, uh, but I'm like, okay, like, I'll find a way. You know? Right. So I go there. We, I spend this summer with there between Russia and then traveling all throughout Europe trying to, like, butter up and be like, hey, you know, it's, this is going to be good. You just, you just say yes. It was an incredible experience. I mean, I, I lived in Europe for a while, but it's different just to truly go backpacking with no plans and buying a ticket out of the airport to decide where you want to go, and now we're the girl that you like. And I think what really solidified it, that I've been skateboarding my whole life. Okay. And I was in Barcelona with her, which Barcelona is the makeup up skateboarding.
0: Oh, They said it's sick out there. I haven't been, but all my guys that, that, that go through Barcelona say it's the city to hit up. Yeah. In Europe, Barcelona
1: is sick. Uh, yeah. And she can ride a skateboard really well. So now I'm like in my dream city again, skateboarding all the time and she's dream riding, girl, she's riding with me. Dream city, oh, dude, skateboard it was like,
0: style, all right. <laughs> uh,
1: that's kind of what did it. I remember like I, that's where my, what I had a ticket to fly back to the US and I just, I missed my flight. I stayed on us for a couple of weeks wow. and traveled with her. And then at the end of like two months altogether, it was like, okay, well like now I got to go back to the US and figure this out, what I'm gonna do. Um, I had some friends that had a startup that I truly believed in. Um, that I wanted to, like, partake, and also another one that I wanted to at least say, hey, I gave it a shot. I yeah. don't know if this is going to work, but there is something good there to pursue, so let's give it a shot. So I came back, and we we're trying to figure things out. I was I was also going to Burning Man, so I was like, you know, I was still kind of checked out. I was still trying to figure things out. I Talk just,
0: about Burning Man, dude, because I was thinking about going out that way, man, but oh, I, I, I've heard dude. nothing, but I've heard it's a lot of who you go with. I've, I've heard okay. that matters a lot, but... The amount of experiences that people have out there seem ridiculous.
1: I think everyone should go to Burning Man. I really? think it's for everyone. Is I it about
0: the community and all that too that you that you catch? Is is that a it's, piece of it?
1: It's about being able to experience reality from a place you just never been able to. You have well. to think. Um so like there is life as you know it. Yep. As you live according to money, marketing, fashion, mm-hmm. you know, you're the community, what you have to do to get by in any community. Capitalistic culture and everything else, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And now you're going to take everything you know about life and flip it upside down. 100%. It truly is the underworld, right? Like we wow. have our rules that we live by to maintain society. Yeah. Right? They created their own rules to keep it <laughs> this way. And and they're so good about it. Like not allowing marketing, for example, not, not like truly asking you to be fully submerging your experience, to be inclusive, to partake in everything, to take care of yourself. Um, they have 10 different rules that truly push you to just be part of this thing. And being able to see life from a completely different perspective, those huge things for you. There's a reason why it's like it's now big, even amongst the tech community. Yeah, it's huge in tech. To head out yeah. because yeah. you get to see life from a different angle that otherwise you just can't. Um, and Interesting. Then, yeah, it's it's a uh, biggest thing that I say. Just like life, whatever eyes you have is what you're going to see.
0: So, so they they kind of give you like a, like is it is it an intro like when you get out there? They say, hey, these are the rules. The only, this is only this the only infrastructure you got to worry about, and they kind of you know try to get you to have that shift. Is that a piece of the? They they send experience? you them when you get a ticket. Well right? you oh, see okay. you
1: see everything because it's it's a big it's a big pilgrimage. Remember, like my first time going. How much does it cost, by the way? I, I, a I'm ticket not, is not like familiar. four, like can say five hundred altogether with okay. taxes per well, ticket. Wow, that's not bad. Yeah, but even because if you're you, out
0: there for how long? I'm sorry to cut you off. It's bro. about eight days. Well, okay,
1: sure. If you do seven days. I mean, you can do whatever you want, yeah. but you got to think it, it's... it's If you think as far as value for your money, it's as good as it gets because once you're in there, everything's free. Really? Everything's free. Like Food and all that? Food and all that. Everything. What? Yeah. So, it's 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 a gifting economy. Meaning, the way, best way to put it is like, look, now it's like on the money we make, we pay taxes right? Yep. to keep the roads going, to keep that going. Um, and if you make... A million dollars, you're going to pay uh, 40%. You make yep. 100K, you pay 35, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, there is like, if you make a billion dollars, you can contribute a camp, you contribute a camp. If you make a million, you want to contribute an art card, you give an art card. If you to make 100K, you want to contribute some coconuts, give coconuts. If you can give a smile, dude, then give a smile. Wow. But it's been going on for so long at this point that when you step into that culture, it just kind of takes it forward. And like everyone is super happy, everyone is super friendly, everyone is like willing to do these things because of what they've curated. Wow. Um, Which, and it's, you know, that's part of it. So it's like, now imagine you show up and all you have to do is carry a cup with your name on it and maybe like your ID card glued onto it because you can be a kid and go to Burning Man, and there's a lot of kids that actually go. Are you serious? Yeah, man. I see, like, babies, which that, I don't, I'm not kind of cool with because it, it can get dusty, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, some young parents, is like, okay, it's Burning Man, like, I want to go. Like, Wow. I'm going to take a kid.
0: Dude, you you know, I, I, I like this. I, I mean, I haven't gone. Me, me, and my, me and my good friend from high school we are talking about going out the next year, but it's like, um, I love that concept of flipping this world on its head and having a whole new set of rules. Yeah. Because a lot of times we just need a paradigm shift. That's it. Yeah. You just need to change how you view the infrastructure. Like for so long, we're pushed down our throats like this is the way. You go to school, you graduate, get the degree, get the job, get the girl, get the house, move on. You know, you know what I mean? Like, of course. Of course, And you almost believe that's the path, right? Yeah. You're on that path and you're like, this is the beaten path, I'm on it. And what happens, unfortunately, is that when you're on this beaten path, there's nothing but expectations of what the next step should be Yeah, and you lose the, you lose being in the moment. Of course. Because you're on the path that everybody's been down. So you're like, all right, how can I get down this path faster? How can I make more money on this path? How can I, you know, blank, 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 you know what I mean?
1: And it's not your path. You're not deciding that. <laughs> it's been decided. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, yeah. thing is like <laughs> yeah, 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 often it's some yeah, yeah. cat that's not any smarter than you but no. just 20 years ago decided that's the reason. <laughs> now you're just doing this. Yep. Right? So like you don't get a choice when you get there and you kind of feel even just fashion like there you dress as you please I see the pictures and you're like okay man I can do something else you know like huh nobody's gonna say anything no okay fine like there's no expectations you can do as you please it's truly like puts you in a spot like okay like you like truly self-discovery wow I think I think California is a lot more hippie but I've had friends that are Europeans that come from like I mean if you're in London it's like you're gonna do finance uh or real estate yeah right And, and you're same you're stuck in that and, and everyone's been doing it for so long now you come here and you go you know come in LA it's super hippie okay just got his thing to it then you go to Burning Man and it's like it's a whole different world and I have friends that just kind of quit everything to start something else going to art and they're like man like I never saw this or not like, and become a yoga instructor and stop the world and figure something else that is okay this is truly me
0: you know what's wild about that and what your at least things I think about is this how you know the internet's allowing people to do it anyway because you can now be a yoga instructor uh host a couple um yoga retreats and make a killing yeah you know what i mean like i mean so before whereas the money was limited you're like okay, yeah, yoga instructor. Know, I can only teach a class, you know, every couple hours a day, and so I can only make blank, you know. Yeah. But now it's like you can scale it. You can sell videos online. I mean, there's so many ways to kind of go about monetizing your passion. Yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah. the the internet's
1: kind of opened people up for that. Absolutely, like it encourages you to just go out and do something else. Like the tools are there for you, right? Yeah. So now it's whatever that extra push might be, right? For me, it was kind of quitting. It was a girl. Yeah. It was a girl, right? Yeah. Which I think for everyone's like, yeah. is often the case. And then quitting everything and and you know I came from a very structured place. Military gives you everything. Yep. Get out, work with. Even then, like I knew they hook you up with like benefits to go to school. So I kind of had that beforehand. I knew where I was gonna go. Right. Um, and then going into structured corporate jobs, I was so stuck in this to where the idea of going forfeiting a salary and start from the beginning and, and taking like a freelancer, think if you will, it was just scary from like a corporate world. Um, So
0: I got to ask the question then, man, because we're kind of beating around it. But what's the passion now, man? I mean, you have the girl, you've journeyed off, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. So everything worked out. There was a good year Mm -hmm. when nothing was working, right? So I went the tech route, I always knew I was going to start a company, um, but I did about the know. year whenever nothing
0: was working a little bit, if you don't mind mm-hmm. doing that?
1: Oh man. I mean it was like look, I'm 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 a very laid back guy and I it's I can always see can the, the positive in things. Um but internally there's a lot of things you're like, man, I don't know what's going on. Like my savings are just like dwindling. I've I <laughs> I've had yeah. a loft in downtown LA where I was paying two grand a month and you know, up my savings every month. Wow. And I was traveling here and there. I wasn't, I got lucky enough to rent it out a couple of times for like film shoots to kind of help out. Yep. But it was that struggle. And then, okay, there was a startup that I want to take on. A few friends of mine had lunches Thing we got on iTunes or we got on the Apple store. Okay. Um, we started really pushing it. I felt that the concept was incredible. Yeah. But the development had not been that great and they were missing like a business strategy where like if you're an investor why would you invest in this if you're a user truly why would you go to this? which is a lot of the issues in the tech world is that is like there's not the right fit yeah. right and you didn't think about that. you're like a great idea but like it requires an economic crisis for people to even look at this thing that's a great point um so i took over the company not having a I mean, like management experience of a tech startup. Yeah. And it's took it as far as I could and learned so much along the way. But I, I, the more that I realized how bad of a job we had done with like mismanaging resources and now trying to figure this out. And my, my co-founder had this Steve Jobs mentality. Now the kid is absolutely brilliant. Right. Well, like, you go meet with him. And I would bring, like, BCG, McKinsey consultants, venture capitalists, and all these people. And he can outsmart them all. But he had this, like, Steve Jobs kind of Jesus complex of, like, Jesus I complex. know better than you. Yeah. And, and often you go into a meeting and you don't know walking out if, am I crazy or is he crazy? Right? <laughs> and then, like, my...
0: I've worked with a guy like that before, man.
1: It was tough.
0: They, could be, they could be brilliant minds, but, um, you know, that, there's all types of intelligence out there. And one is being able to socialize. Emotional talent is and, real, you know? I mean,
1: and, I, and just honestly learned that like, okay, you can make mistakes, and that's what he wasn't seeing. We go into a board yeah. meeting and try to pitch, and if people didn't get it, right, he wouldn't think like, oh, I need to do a better job at explaining it. He'll think, these guys are idiots or like uh, they just don't quite get it one of those Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. so like when yeah. i took over now i'm trying to restructure the pitch deck and you know talk to people again and talking to other founders and learning from them and i'll pitch and they'll say like okay this is great but you know you need to figure this out you need to do this you need to do that or like hey maybe say it this way i will take that and okay like if, if i went to pitch to you and you didn't get it it was never you i'm like i need to maybe be able to deliver this right. you know and when i first linked up with these guys, they had like a trial for me where like they pitched it over three different days, which was great because they wanted to test their teammates. I get it, but now you couldn't pitch for more than five, 10 minutes, one concept. You have to tell me what it was. Yeah. Um, Which what we were doing, we're simply open sourcing projects and ideas Mm -hmm. in in one platform where like, if you have an idea to, for example, start a podcast company, you Mm -hmm. put in there what you're trying to do, like really sell it well, and you say, okay, I need this many people. I need a sales team. I'm looking for this sponsor. I need this much money. And then once you put it in there, it sends it to the network like an Uber. Yeah. Um, and people just get notified. Okay, this guy's doing this, that, 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 that. And then you see it moving in real time as it's getting traction. Interesting. And the whole concept was just... Kind of to facilitate the, the that's actually process.
0: still I don't see that out there right now in the market. I was about it's like Angel. has so has a platform for to hire f- people, right? And so there's a few companies Kickstarter, that do, you know, to raise money,
1: things similar, right? We're trying yeah. to bring uh, different projects on board. Um, there's a company now that we're working with um, by founded by Joseph Gordon Levitt. That is the same for the creative world. Okay. Meaning if you're an actor or just any kind of creative, you can post little things here and there. Yep. Uh, and then mm. you can collaborate with others, or companies can buy whatever snippets you're creating. If it's a podcast, or If it's like a video, um, they then if anybody picks it up, you get paid for it. So I've seen people t- taking a stab at this idea, and I do I do think once they get it, it'll just open source the market. It'll facilitate a lot of things. But it's just tough to get started. And that's what every investor, every person is asking me, okay, how do you start? What's your market? Where do you go? Right? And I started by saying, okay, LA market, no, it's too big. Come on, give me something else. Okay, we're going to go with schools. At the end, I said, let's do with Burning Man. Because Burning Man, you're going to have a thousand projects all at once in one week. People are there launching projects off. Oh, you got to think. Everything is, if you and I want to go, we want to join a camp, right? It's not like a camp's been there. So we have to virtually figure out how everything's going to go. And then ah, let's say, like, in my camp, ah, it's about 150 of us. Okay. Berlin, San Francisco, and L.A. Yeah. Uh, and we have to do everything virtual. Use whatever tools we have to yeah. figure out how to make the camp come to life. It's
0: like an open source project management type of setup. It's
1: it's all it is. I'm like, dude, this is this is, we have to do it for Bernie, man. But yeah. Co-founder at this point is like, no, I don't believe in their idea. I mean, he also is very Christian, which is the other... Um, fault because he he was trying to push his idealism onto everyone. That's tough. Um, which look, I'm very spiritual myself and I'm very respectful. Yeah. Of, of religion, my roommate is Muslim. Like. Yeah. But it's one thing to push that onto everyone and say you're wrong for this, as it is to That's have not your own personal belief. Yeah. Um, so after so much time struggling with this, I my now the K1 thing was working out. My girl was coming here. Okay. okay. I needed to get back to making some kind of money to sustain two people right you can only play the tech rap for so long and look, like, the experience was great i i had a year of like to me feel like in a way vacation right i was growing i was doing things that i wanted i was passionate about it which i think even if you struggle i think la has that about it where here struggle feels like success just because you're doing what you want it's
0: funny how that happens isn't it yeah and um la is different from that standpoint because you get a chance to you know, we, get, we got the beach right behind us, and it feels like you can get away at any moment. Um, but there's plenty of hustle happening here, too. It's everywhere, man. I mean, it's, it's
1: everyone's it's story. Like, people come from everywhere. Like, hundred
0: percent. I mean, every time you hop into Uber, talking about Uber concepts, you know, like, there's a guy... Who probably has five different gigs behind the wheel? Yeah, May, at least two. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I haven't met one Uber driver. So, oh, I just do this. They're either acting, they're startup land. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's a Dude. man. I yeah, love it all. Every I mean,
1: so. story, every person you meet is like. I, it's one place where I do like asking, you know, where do you come from? Because like, I don't, I don't care what you do. I care why you do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everyone has that. Everyone is like, oh, I came for so and so to do this. I'm yeah, like, oh, that's great. Wow. And how's how's it been along the way? It's like, oh, let me tell you a story. Right? <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> got an LA story, dude. Yeah. Everybody's got one, uh, man. Yeah. So either way, like you know, the, the yeah. I had to. Everyone's telling me at this point, and we had a team of like sixteen people working on this that were like very smart cats. Yeah. Right. From like a money standpoint, a consulting. Again, we had like BCG, McKinsey. And bane guys on this like just assisting. We had guys working on a pitch deck. We had a lot. Wow. And everyone's like, dude, just start again. Start again. We'll help you figure it out. You just leave Adam. That was the co founder. And I'm like, okay, like I'll give it a shot. But it, it's also tough now working on this and, and believing in it. Uh, and abandoning, you know, the software we built. But it's for better. So I I left and I was lucky enough to have met a friend. VC that worked with this company called Trinet. Yeah. Um, and um, when I put myself into the job market, I, don't, I think the one good thing people look at is you can go try whatever you want and it's, it, people value it. They don't see, like, oh, you left to you start a company or you left to do this. No. They're like, oh, that's great. I'm sure you learned something along the way. So
0: that's what, th- you know, p- for, for people that don't take risk or big jumps, um, that's one thing I think they don't really understand. Yeah, you know, is that when you go into an interview with with, with someone? Because I've I've felt at three different businesses now. Uh, one turned out okay, but two were really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and and when I sit down at a table and we go through the interview process and we're getting to know each other, I mean, literally, you can kind of loosen things up, especially if you're talking to like a CEO. Because you're like, I've been there. Maybe not on the same level, your business is forty billion, mine was only four hundred thousand I mean so it's two different worlds, but I know how it is to be mm. a leader in some of this, the basic struggles of, of owning certain things you know what Dude, I mean you learn it, so much. you yeah. may you learn so much bro, and so it, it it automatically allows you to have a perspective that's that's unifying that I don't think people will understand if you don't take the risk
1: yeah you know what yeah I mean? so no to be honest, the market was quite yeah. happy about it I had a lot of uh good offers and one of them was this company trying it and now it's like my girl is here i need to get this going right like a year and a half of living of savings yeah. whatever little funding we had like especially paying rent in downtown l.a it goes come on man i'm a uh, past dinner i feel the pain <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm dude, with you man. man like it goes quick bro it's uh <laughs> so it's like okay now like savings are out let's get back to it chick is here so like it's two massive feet um and now with that same story, this company Trinet reached out to me and I had, remember like, I had met a girl that worked there. She was a VC director. We were on, on a sailing trip with one of the VCs that I knew um, and she talked about it briefly and uh, Trinet had paid for the trip. which that, That's all I knew. Right? Okay, this yeah. company Trinet, something like HR-ish, paid for this trip, you know, and the girl was cool and then, a recruiter call me and talk for like forty minutes about this company that you can outsource all your legal department and your HR uh, and just this entire function of the business where they help you with the risk of mitigation and, and they give you Fortune one hundred benefits when you're like a three people person company. Hmm. And they having been a startup founder where like you you see all these struggles and all you want is time to focus on like the main the business. business yeah, and not the admin stuff. I was like, what, like you can do that? Like people do this for you? And then at the end of the, the kind of this first interview, the guy's like, yeah, there's this company trying it. And I'm like, oh, I know a chick that works there, right? Yeah. So like, look, I, recruit is a salesperson. Yep. He's got to sell me on this. So I call her and I say, hey, is, Aneta, like, is this guy talking to me about this company trying it? He's like, you know, can he shoot it to me straight? She's like, man, like it, in the tech space, there's only a few guys that do this. This is, it's really good. Like, you know, give it a shot. A good salary Who's your competition
0: right now? Is it uh workday
1: our real competition is, is yeah. uh, ADP total source. Okay, ADP. Uh, a company called Inspirity Yeah. Then there's one out of San Francisco smaller one called Sequoia One. There's a bunch. Sequoia, yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of these ones, but yeah. everyone's Those are the main guys. Everyone's offering slightly different. We're all great companies. But I think we make it more like an attractive package. We don't try to hide it. We make like a flat fee. Yeah. Once you reach a point where you have to leave, like for example, we help WeWork, Snapchat, Airbnb, yeah. a bunch of these big companies get to where they're at. Yeah. By the time they reach that point of like, hey, you're 150 people, you're paying a lot of money for something you can do in-house. We help you transition. We don't try to keep you in with like, hey man, like, you know, if you want to pay us by all means, but the system starts getting clunky when you get that big yeah. and also you can pay someone a very nice salary to do everything we're doing for you. Um, so again, it was a very like value first type company. I'm okay. I, it just makes sense. If you're a tech person, if you're launching a company like a PEO, such as trying it, it just makes sense. Hmm. So I, I took that and I went and interviewed and yeah, every time that they asked me, Oh, you know, you left the company a year and a half ago and you're doing this, you had that. And I talk about the story, like, Nobody's like, oh, no, that's bad. It was like, okay, that's great. Wow. You know, it's cool. And having now, like, I help tech startups launch and scale um, with our tool sets and then the network and the ecosystem. But now it's like I bring true, real experience. Yeah. To change the conversation. Absolutely. You know, like, it's not just like I'm trying to sell you something. I'm like, man, like, I'm trying to help. You know, some companies are smaller where, like, it just doesn't make sense to come on board. Yep. So I help them scale to a point where, like, hey, man, like, not... Now it makes sense for you to talk.
0: I'm, I'm really curious to know: ha, Have you been able to really uh, build up a, a, a stronger network because you're you're in this space and you're talking to these CEOs and you're talking Huge. to these to, to these businesses that are trying to scale and they're like, "Shit, man, I don't have the HR guy, I don't have the legal guy, but I got I have a vision." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah. I think tech is truly an ecosystem, yeah. and it's knowing everyone within it Yep. because if you come in with it's tight too man yeah it's like everybody talks investors know yeah who spend the money on what i mean you have to think it's like it's for everyone yeah it's it's a business right Mm -hmm. but for everyone whether it's an investor or is is trying it or as a an outsourced cmo company an outsourced cto company an outsourced cfo company all these service providers um everyone wins when you win yeah. So truly everyone's there to help you, right? Mm. Even companies that might, might make it easy for you to launch, right? If you have a good idea, if you're good people and they see something in you, everyone's willing to help because everyone wins. Now, it's just kind of really truly knowing what's worth it, where to spend your time, what to spend your money, who to really talk to. There is so many different shades to this, right? Yeah. You, know, you might have some investors that are used to having companies exit at 1,000x what they put in that might want to get you to get to that point. You have some investors that want you to get, like, 10x. So you have to just kind of know who you get in, in bed with, right? It's going to be hmm. a long relationship. Um, so I'm, like, same. Like, when you come to Trina, we work by verticals. I work only tech. Okay. So I'm not going to help tech you. Tech only vertical. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to just, like... Send you to a person that works in manufacturing for help. Like, sure. I know the tech space, I facilitate whatever you need within the tech space, right? If you go with someone like ADP Total Source and pretty great freaking companies, but they're big in manufacturing. Yeah. You're in a different industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? It doesn't match up well. And so it's, it's, then it's just kind of knowing that. And to me, that's everything. We, we host events all the time to help like early stage founders learn these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just plugging yourself into the ecosystem, talking to people. And I mean, it's easy. You can get quotes from everyone. You can talk to everyone uh, and then talk to investors. And then, like, investors will see, like, oh, man, you've done your research. You know what it requires for you to launch this company. Mm -hmm. You probably have a quote from all these guys. You you, you can't forecast how much money you're going to make. You're going to be wrong about it, but you can forecast how much money you're going to spend. Sure. Right? And then people can be like, well, fair enough. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. D- dude, so, you know, Jose, I want to run some things past you because one of the conversations that I'm getting into and one of the, you know, I love th- where this conversation is going already, man. I feel like I'm just getting started, but <laughs> tell me if you got a breakaway at any moment. No, dude, go ahead. All right, ahead, all right ahead. cool, cool. So, um, especially with the, especially from the standpoint of, you know, having a job that's comfortable, right? And then in a place where you're, I know people, like to me, people matter so much and what type of work I do because, one, I don't want to spend my time and skill set serving a, a bad you know organization or things that people are up to to some bs that's bringing out people so i'm big into doing the right work service work is how i kind of view it yeah so and then working with good people is just good for my own my, my own self right absolutely you know i don't want to have anybody that's going to be trying to chip away at me and you know causing me to go home to my wife pissed off about what the hell happened at the job that's sure. that's that's over so those two things are, are happening Shit's pretty comfortable but I'm not a comfortable type of guy, right? And what, you know, one of the things that, one of the opportunities I'm seeing in the marketplace, me being a guy that's big in the health and wellness, work for a medical device company, is how the workspace is changing, yeah. Especially in tech, yeah. Because there's more and more people working from home. You probably see this a lot yeah, in, yeah. I'm on HR on the HR side, and I feel like tech, the whole tech industry leads the way of the whole future of work and how that's kind of evolving. Of course. yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on 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 how tech is? is kind of evolving with how people are working at tech, in tech companies. Do you see companies being able to operate through Slack only? I mean, because there's so many people that are just allowing the people to work from wherever. You know, or do you see people still going into offices? Or, tell me what you're saying, I guess, down the field.
1: So, I, I think truly, having been both on the table, like, yeah, tech tries to figure out a way to like, optimize yeah. things on every route, yep. right? Like, I do believe that there is a very psychological thing about being in an office space that can make you work Better, mm-hmm. that will be more motivating. I think that the co-working space effect is often that you're surrounded people just hustling, right? yeah Figuring things out. They yep. facilitate. Uh, you know, if you want coffee, beer, whatever, we work like yep. it's there. They're you go to those spots, man.
0: especially here in LA. You know, I, I don't mean to cut you off, man, but um, the WeWorks, the one downtown, the one in Hollywood. I mean, those things are bubbling, man. You go in there, it's, there's a there's a certain energy going on. Absolutely. If you if you woke up feeling like a lazy bum because you you know you.
1: Just hit a, a spit for whatever our commission,
0: you know. Yeah, 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 I mean, you go in those spots, kind of they, they like definitely wake you up a little bit. But yeah, right.
1: of course. So yeah. no, I think you, when you talk about like Slack and there's all these other tools you can use that are designed just for that, right? And I think tech companies there is there's truly like it's a great job market now, and there's like a war for talent, right? How do a I get war. the right guys? And yeah. then how do I get these guys to truly perform? Mm-hmm. Right. So some people it's like, okay, like you have the office to come in and work. You know from it if 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 you need it uh but you can do the work from home if you can right look i work from home for many years and the psychological aspect of being in an office is missed man you have to discipline yourself yeah and it's tough i mean i was military where like i thought i had discipline and like now it's like oof, man like there's nobody watching me yeah I mean, i'll be done working by noon thinking, I'm going to get fired because what else am I going to do the rest of the day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, And you can use those extra six hours, four hours in a better way, but if there's nobody there to watch you or friends or, or colleagues around you, if there's not a clear cut of what you do with your time, like it's a learning experience um, where I, I do think... How are you handling it, man?
0: Right now, personally, because you work from home, I work from home as well. But I know that could be. I have, like you I said. have,
1: I have office space, so okay. I have the option. So I work from good. home if I choose to. Yep. Uh, which is great for some things. Some things are just good to be in the office. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a workspace, or do you have a? Do you guys have a set location here in We have. So we help. We work scale to where they are now. So okay. we have a partnership with them now Smart at this roof. point. Um, and we we have the office space there. I mean, and That's there's good. so many. That's great. startups and, and WeWorks that it just makes sense for us to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: That's your whole customer base too, right? I mean, you probably hang out in there and
1: you, you can be well, we, potential clients. So I, being outside sales, I work with bigger clients. Mm-hmm. Uh but I do help those clients or at least talk to like my inside sales team. Some of them, once they're migrating, I mean, it's just good to be in the space and at least educate them on what we do and the options they have. You know, I think once you reach that, that breaking point of, okay, we have some funding, we're real, we're a company. You know, and now we still have to start hiring, and then it starts getting complex. You're like, oh crap.
0: Like, Planting oh, seeds, man. You know, and
1: then like you open an office now in Arizona or like Nevada, and like now it's, it gets three times as complex because you have multi-state laws, and there's all these things you're like, oh crap. Like, how do I, you know, navigate this? I'm um, gonna show you something really quick while we're jamming, man. I, I uh, My
0: uh, buddy who's in the real estate showed me this, um, this this company called Second Home. Are you familiar with these guys? No. So they're, they're actually based out of London okay and uh, they've been opening up these workspaces that are like really nature centric type of co-working spaces sure they opened one in Hollywood man um and it's dude this is it's just, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty sick how it looks man but they' they they're, I think they shipped in like six thousand plus plants so it's like a nature type setup vibe inside of a co-working space yeah and these clear pods you can kind of work out of but anyway. Just talking about that. Just well, let me see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just talking about the whole ambiance of... Uh,
1: oh, dude, it's huge, man. Like, <laughs> man, I used to go to BCG, so that was one of my my routes, like, thinking of heading that consulting route. Yeah. And I would go to the office in downtown LA, and I had never seen anything like that. Like, I, my, <laughs> my at the time, my roommate was working for these guys, and the office hours were quite intense. Very good life. You want know, to talk how to optimize work? These guys were amazing at it. But you go to that office, and it was like a mixture between like a jungle and like a tech space in this really? incredible view yeah it was beautiful where's that downtown it's the the, the top floor of the paul hastings buildings oh, wow. in okay. downtown yeah you know having plants and a green space on it and curating that experience makes it so much my place is full of plants dude
0: yeah i mean i, I mean dude you know uh, another piece of this conversation i want to get into because it seems like you got some cool experiences there is talking a little bit about this spiritual journey that that you obviously kind of went on, or are you going through? Because your wife's into that piece of it as
1: well, or yeah. So my that? wife is a spiritual coach, um, which coming from a hard military life and, and business background, it was. I mean, I'm I've always been religious in a way. I was born raised Catholic. Okay. Colombian, right? It's like it's no my oh, choices really? there. Yeah, yeah. And then I at some point. Which city? In Colombia. Uh, it's called Bucaramanga. It's like, Bucaramanga okay. it's like in the inner parts. I Beautiful was, place.
0: I was in uh, Medellin earlier
1: this year. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Medellin, Medellin is dope. Sick, yeah.
0: yeah. We, had a, we had a great time
1: there. No, Colombia is great, man. It's yeah. such a happy
0: place. This energy that is just hard to find anywhere else. The, the part about Colombia that shocked me, and so I went down there with a couple of friends from, um, I just graduated from Stanford, so they met a lot of people at Stanford together, and we all went down as a group. And um, what I was shocked about is every Friday, these guys just party like it was like the end of the year. Oh, I mean, and I don't mean like we were drunk and all that. I mean, like we just connected. It's and the it was, energy. it was so like it was lighthearted and it was family centric. Yeah. It was just like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like people just brought their cousins out and we just we ate no, food. No, man. It was just like I wasn't ready for that.
1: People are so happy that's you the thing in colombia like you're born with like nothing right so yeah anything above nothing is like celebration yeah so now the country is doing a little better i mean it doesn't compare middle class in colombia does not even come close to middle class in america but it's just a truly happy place you don't need much to live and get by I and mean, like there it's a ha- good balance of like life comes first mm-hmm. right and then like work comes around it to, to support that life but life comes first have
0: you ever thought about going back down there because because that, that was one of the pieces that we were down and looking at is all the opportunities just purely off the arbitrage. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like,
1: yeah. I think right now is it's a great time to be in L.A. Yeah, I think there's a lot happening in yeah. the tech space and, you know, Elon Musk trying to fix traffic for us and all these things. Yeah. But I do think at some point of making a move down there, taking what I've learned here and starting something there. Uh, and enjoying that life. Now, I'll, LA will always be my hub. I'll okay. try to keep a house here and then like, you know, yeah. just take the, the California package. Let's be real. It's uncomparable. You don't get that else in the world, right? So like, I, I appreciate that. I am a very out, outdoorsy person. I mm-hmm. rock climb, I snowboard, I skateboard. I love the national parks. But there is other places that still offer it. great things. Colombia has this beautiful energy and happiness to it and, you know, gorgeous women and cheap food and,
0: other things Cheap food It's simple I mean but it's Packed full of energy It's fun I mean it's, you know what I
1: mean It's a paradise man it, it, it
0: really is I was talking to my I talked to my boy I'm mad about it And it's just like I'm like that's 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 la la land man I mean <laughs> you know what I mean Because, yeah, it's, because yeah, yeah. It, it, it's Mad relaxed And it's just like You know what you see Is what you get But it's relaxed With it though, <sighs> oh, And it's just good energy man Check out that spot Check out, check out the, the That's brilliance. here? Yeah well it's going to Open up in July So that next month But it's a co-working spot uh, it's called Second Home, yeah. London-based coworking networking. They're opening it up, and yeah, Hollywood Target Center. So it's coming up. It's under construction, but yeah, import 6,500 plants. So it's like they literally have these, and there's a video too, but this internet slow. But there's like little tubes where people work out, like glass tubes, I guess. And you can go there, and they're gonna have all these plants around it. And I'm just like, man, that's the piece of. That's your homie. Uh, so this is not his project, but he was just telling me about the project. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and I was like, dude, that type of setup is, like, you can see the positive. Nah, Check that out. For sure. Dude, and I'm like, I and, 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 and I'm sitting here like, man, you know, we talk about the California package. It's, it's shit like that. That's the I mean, California know what I mean? like, package, for sure. You come sure. there, you already know it's going to be sunny. Chances of it raining is freaking slim. You can go to the beach. You can go hiking. And you can get your work done in cool, oh, a cool, dude, that, cool vibe. Oh,
1: dude, that's an obvious. I would love to walk in. Yeah, man. Yeah. For sure.
0: And, and, and so... Me and my friend went down to Columbia to kind of tell you what we were up to. And we were looking at real estate projects down there. Uh, the real estate market's different down there, obviously, than it is operates here. You got to have cash up front. And so you got to buy out buildings. They don't really do like a lot of, um, you know, loans to, through the banks and everything else. So I was a little different there. But, man, just the idea, I'm like, I don't know why people wouldn't want to come down here. Because you you had this idea of it, right? And you're sold this Pablo Escobar. You know, you, you, you know I mean, that's what... That, yeah. I get it. That, that's what they sold hey, so us. And so I'm like, when I got there, I'm like, this is not even. It was super nice, super friendly. Just people that were just like always genuine. I if I need directions, oh, it's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going downtown was easy. I mean, mm. I'm sure the spots I you know I probably should have stayed out of, and and so I did. But you know, but the tourist traps, dude. It's, I mean,
1: it was the best. So the one thing is, I think Colombians love. Foreigners. okay um, and um in Colombia you have this thing you, you just you're helpful, right? Everyone's helpful. Yeah. Uh I always see people just don't I just can't get no for an answer. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't wait till we know. Remember man. like being in Morocco yeah. with my girl and everyone tries to help you and it's just great, I'm gonna like, be in Colombia like oh, this is nice. Yeah. Because they want your money, right? <laughs> they're like, oh, I'll walk you to the hotel, this and that. And they're like, okay, give me your money. I'm like, oh, come on. And to me, it was like, you know, having <laughs> been from like a similar culture, but that doesn't charge you for it. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. This is. Yeah. But either way, you know, Twitch Zone, um, yeah. there is just that. Like, people are just truly hopeful, kind. Yeah. And now it's they're opening up the gates to a lot of tourism. Like, Medellin's become very touristy, mm-hmm. really yeah, touristy. Cartagena is really touristy. Yeah, 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 man. Um, so perhaps it'll influence a bit of change, but it's still like in a great time or like, you know, they're very welcoming and very kind. And look, there are there shitty spots? Yeah, of course, man. Like every yeah. place in the world has got Everywhere. it, but like, yeah. I think you can kind of tell. You can't All go right. walk
0: through Compton tonight, man, You know, by, by yourself, You know, with your uh, money in your hand. Dude, I like mean, exactly. It's gonna, it's gonna be a like problem there, you man. you got to be smart about <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. So you can't same. walk through Beverly Hills that way. No, you know what I'm saying? It's a stack full of cash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: same same. there, you know? like yeah. Okay, look, like, you know, perhaps if you're out of your comfort zone, then just don't push it. Yep. If it's not good for you, Maybe perhaps you're going to attract that guy to come, Jackie. If you're like, if -hmm. you're feeling like, man, someone's going to steal from me. If I go here and you still do it and you're kind of walking around scared like a victim. Don't go. Perhaps you will be end up a victim. um, Now to back there, you talk about the the spiritual journey. Yeah, please. And what drew me to that. Um, So at some point I kind of not abandoned, but started finding my own route and left the Catholic church because I felt based on historical accounts it hadn't been the most or the best church, you know, based on some things they had done. Sure. Um but I still feel like this is very close to my heart, there is something real here. I just don't know that what they're saying verbatim is what it is. Um so it was my own practice, didn't really follow anything and then my wife now, Xenia, she's a spiritual coach, she's dedicated her whole life to this. And the chick is bright, right? Yeah. The chick is like, you get into any debate, any argument, like be ready to be like, okay, you're right. Yeah. Uh, now you get into your spiritual person and you come like this. I'm like, I'd love to jump into, into like a good debate. Yeah. And Most, more, most times I have to be like, okay, you're right. You know? And, and, and you know, people hear spirituality and they think it's like this juju. And it's like, no, like in her end, it's truly, a very internal thing yeah and is it's often our perception of reality um, you know it's things that when we're growing up perhaps your parents were not the most loving perhaps hmm. they were and it changes your entire life perhaps when you were younger you were scared of something because your mother was scared of something and then you grow up like not taking risks because of that reason and you're completely unaware so her. Spirituality, I mean, although she does believe in a higher being and, and something in there, she, just, she doesn't try to answer that question. She takes it more like it's something internal that is, perhaps is preventing you. If you think of people that are uh, procrastinators... You know, there is a reason behind it that you just can't quite like figure out, mm-hmm. um, and you try to buy all these books, and it's just not quite working out for you. Mm-hmm. If you are uh, in sales, right, and perhaps you're scared of talking to people There's a for reason is some reason, it. there is something behind it, right? And it's more of the taking that approach towards life than anything. And, and you know,
0: gone. I was going to say, I really love that, man, because you know, we we are quick to go explore other people. And yeah. quick to go, you know, look out into the terrain. and But very few times, not saying very few, but at least people I talk to, maybe I need to expand my, my whole sphere. People don't sit in, in their selves and try to unpack, their, you know, and really dissect themselves to really understand who they are. You yeah. know, and, and, and to me, I, th- I think spirituality is really personal. Yeah. I think it's difficult to go you know, say what I believe and you take it and run with it, especially when you put in the fact that that's how someone was raised and maybe then maybe their grandmother told them about. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, who am I to say? It? You know what I mean? Like, of course. You know, you know I'm just one dude and, you know, I got my ideas, but that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but, but when you start to sit in your own self and unpack that and see the actual spiritual connection that's that's there, personally, I believe there's a spiritual tie to everything that you do. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, there's impact. I'm not saying that it's, you know, doesn't have to be deep, you know what I mean? Yeah. But 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 there's something that's that's there with it, um, and, and so there's always something to kind of unload and then unpack and and dive into deeper. So you can understand yourself better. And there's so many layers of us as individuals that like you know, man, you can spend a lifetime doing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I mean, just from the stuff that you learn within between zero to like five. Yeah. And how that translates for the rest of your life. You can live to 120, right? And you'll be, and it a lot of things would have been because
1: you didn't unpack something that happened between zero and five. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So I yeah. think, because it's true, you can spend, if you want to just discover that, you can spend truly a whole lifetime exploring why you do something. Yeah. Why do we call orange, the color orange, and you can dig until Adam <laughs> and Eve, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, it's more like, okay, if there is something that perhaps is not working out for you, then you can dig into that. Um, so I told you, I I rock climb and, um... How long have you been doing that, man? Uh, 2013. Wow, okay.
0: You rock climb out this way on the west? Yeah, yeah, we we do,
1: do like, big walls. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, It took me... But I was such a slow learner. I was such a pussy, man. Like, (laughs) coming from skateboarding and and other sports that require to commit, and you learn the hard way because you're falling, I felt that I had this fear... Falling, not of heights, because i remember like, being in, in Tokyo for years with my ex and climbing like in top of like this skyscraper's billboard, what? Um, just to like for the sake of it, right? So like, but I could I could do things like that, and I just have to I would be super scared to approach the edge. Um, so now when I started climbing is because I love the outdoors and my best friend climbs. It's crazy. So I started going with them, but dude, I was such a slow learner. I was such a slow learner. Yeah. And um, I remember then I, I helped my mom raise her dog when I moved back to California and like when the dogs was with me he was a champ he was such a champ he was just out there having fun just yeah, killing it yeah. <laughs> and then I moved to San Diego I come back and Milo's his name like he was just such a baby at this point point. Hmm. and then I like started thinking back to myself on my climate and I'm like dude like it's not that I'm scared this is not my fear this comes from my mom my mom is super cautious like most moms out there like you know protect their baby that's how she was and her own fear was like now part of me but it wasn't me. It projected on you. Huh? It projected on me. And it mm. was like, I, at this point, I didn't have Xenia. I didn't have, like, my, my wife telling me, or helping me work through this. It was a thing of getting on that wall and like knowing, okay, if this is not my fear. You just got to push it. I didn't have anyone talking to Just, like, let's just figure this thing out. Yeah. And and then it's like, but then with climbing, it allows, it allows you to push your fears every time. And, like, you know, take that next step and just get up there and really figure out that, like, man, it's not that I'm too heavy or too skinny or I'm too short, too tall, I'm a girl, it's like, it's all work in your body and figuring it out, okay, how do I get there? So like either way, I learned, and then when I met Xenia and she would talk about these things, it made perfect sense. And um, hmm. I remember being in after, when I left and I took it through Europe, I remember being in, in Amsterdam for like a couple of weeks and we had to meet at this place, Bundle Park in Middle Amsterdam, this beautiful park and uh it was late for like an hour and a half no for like an hour and my head was just running right at this point it's like i'm not even in control every worst case scenario is going through my head i'm like she she's going back to russia she's not into this yeah and at some point like it wins so then i i start walking away to go back to like the train station and i see her and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry and then at that point in my like, man like this meditation thing i need to figure it out cuz like my head was truly, truly just my head. Nothing Are you big into it right now? I, like meditation? So I went through a good year exploration, like deep into spirituality myself yeah. to then balance out what I had to. And, yeah. and I meditated heavily. I mean, I still do like every day, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. That's good though, yeah. Um, but from a different perspective, not as deep as I was doing it before, but just simply to at least be in control of my thoughts. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to say I'm like going to manifest anything like, no, dude, if that works for you, great. But like to me, it's just like I want to be in control, like make it like this is truly my decision uh, not to be stuck in my head. And my entryway was simply that, that like perhaps because my mom was such a cautious lady that always thought worst case scenario, my head was programmed to think worst case scenario. Sure. So I just didn't want to be that way. And like being there present with her in Amsterdam, and seeing this, and me thinking, man, she went back to Russia, and that thought actually won. Wow. It was like, okay, I need to go figure out myself and and get into this stuff.
0: Dude, I want to ask you a personal question about your relationship, man, because one of the reasons I got with my wife is because I felt like she made me better. Yeah. Well, dude. Is that one of the things (laughs) that really drew you to your wife as well? Oh, absolutely, man. It was like,
1: this is there's something that I don't have that she truly offers, right? Yep. Like, look, I love hanging out with her and we see eye to and everything, whether mm-hmm. it's fashion, music, exploration of the world, like what we think. Uh, but she makes me grow, right? She challenges me and she can teach me something at the same time. Right. You know, and like we each play our part. She's not as crazy, organized and business minded as I am, but I'm also not as like spiritual, and, like in that sense, man, like, it makes it interesting because I can't I can't come at her with anything, and she won't be like she'll be ready to answer whatever, right? Like she I can't like outsmart her in that sense. She's good and she can break it down. At the same time, if I'm struggling through something, she'll pick it up and be like, "Cool, well, let's get to why you're struggling with this, right? Whether That's it smart. be uh, procrastination at work, some projects that perhaps I'm not." Like really into then okay why is it you're not into?
0: You know what's crazy? Your wife would probably make a crazy saleswoman. I mean, she. she I've told her a bunch of and times. She'd probably be she'd killer kill her at it. That. She'd I mean, because because going to that like immediate let's talk about the why type type of conversations. Oh, so man. many people, you know, one. It, it, there's actually a stat. There was a research study done. I forgot by who. I want to butcher it, but they were saying that saleswomen are doing such a better job than salesmen in the field as far as reaching quotas and um, exceeding them because they have more of that nurturing aspect. Yeah. That's missing in business a lot, and it's that why question: like, what are we doing here? Where are we going? And that
1: normally ties into why they should move forward with the product or service. I I agree. I think I think that women that get into sales that are decide to go into it, often you see them just killing it, right? Yeah. It's not as many, or it's a male-dominated industry, but yeah, it's definitely It's and and because I think from the outside looking in, it's like, yeah, it's the thing that my wife doesn't want to get into, right? Which ultimately, look, to be honest, if you're doing any business today, you're in sales. Even if you're I'm looking for a job, me, you're in sales. Everyone's in sales, right? So it's like that aspect's there. She's, I don't think she's a fan of the structure and perhaps the hustle that you have to go through. Yeah. Uh, which I understand, and I think that's yeah, what keeps that. people out. Some people think it's just the, the thought of having a quota, like, okay, yeah, quota's just performance, but any job you're in, you have to perform, right? This is just how
0: ours is measured. Yeah. Um, hey, 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 you know what's crazy, though? I, I, I think with the, with the changing of the, of the, of the guards so to speak uh, with the internet kind of really starting to dominate a lot of people's thoughts, especially in tech, man. It's like you can reposition how you want to do that business structure for yourself. Right. Sure. And I think larger companies will, will, are, are catching on. Um, but like, you know, if you find something that you that you care about, passionate about, whatever, then sales comes pretty natural. Like if you're into it, like if your wife's into spirituality i mean i i would imagine if we hung out she'd probably bring it up at some point yeah of course and so it's like an easy you know what i mean it's not mm-hmm. like you're not even
1: forcing it. it's just what's top of mind for you
0: you know yeah you right I No, know.
1: absolutely i think yeah. it's, well, it's it's different when you're trying to get a, a few clients you can go through a ways and you perhaps outsource or you have to just talk to clients and yeah. have that real conversation as to why someone's doing it yeah i think the the part that some people are turned off by herself. Yeah. It's maybe like the prospects aspect, yeah. you know. That's what gets hunt, a lot of people trying yeah. to hunt. Yeah, the hunting. Which yeah. is the part of sales that you're being hired to do, you know, like yep. closing, someone comes to you, yeah, you have to just talk. But mm-hmm. it's the hunting, it's the going out there and getting clients, that is the part that it's, you know, a bit of a turnoff to people.
0: Well, you know that that's the biggest part back to um, scaling a business. That's the part that if you don't figure out that piece of the puzzle, you, you know what I mean? Because oh, whenever sure. sure. people, people
1: come to you, gravy. You can have the greatest idea in the world. Best. If you can't sell it, it's not going to go anywhere. Sell to a stranger. Right? You so know? It's like either yeah. you have two types of model, right? If Either you have a product that people just need, yeah. right? Or you invented something so amazing that people are just like need and you just can't have enough people to, to do the job. You know, let's say... There's two types of sales. There's the the, the the white glove that you need to go hunt and, and show to someone, or the one that you're just gonna go buy some water because you just need it, right? Yep. Now, if you have a product that is perhaps great, but there isn't a, like a real need, like people are gonna die over it, then you need to just sell it. And people need to convince there's a value to why they're doing this. Why will I invest my money in this company? What's the value behind this thing? Um, and, you know, in the tech market, like, a lot of times, that's the case. Actually, in any market, unless it's you know you're selling water, and then even then, you have a hundred brands. Dependence. Why is your brand better? You know, it, it's becoming such an interesting time to be
0: on the front lines of growing businesses because, like you said, there's so many. I, I can, I mean, even in even in my industry with this medical device product, we have there's two other patents, only three patents of ways to kind of do what we're doing. Sure. So very focused, very niche but okay so they could so if someone's interested in our devices there's only three ways to do it but there's alternative ways to do other things to ask so they can accomplish what they're trying to you know get done with our uh technology yeah there's so much competition in the market space of course i mean it's almost impossible so just to say that we're the only ones you know what i mean like i don't know anybody that, I that can pull that off
1: i have a friend now that has a a startup is trying to solve that issue, and I remember being in sales. Um, like usually, you know, people in sales get pretty well paid. Yeah, right? like realistically, in the tech market, is you can. Oh, yeah. you're yeah. Software it's engineer or you're a salesperson, and like they're getting paid the same. Software engineer is working his ass off. The salesperson's out like chit chatting, but <laughs> yes. he's but he's bringing in revenue, right? And I remember thinking mm-hmm. um, when I was at First Data, we were implementing systems and testing things out that we're going to take our jobs away. And I'm thinking, yeah, AI is going to come for it. And they were making it in a way, they like, okay, they wanted to have people go into the website, fill out their questionnaires. They, they had all the reasons as to why this will work, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's less scary to truly... Answer questions that are deep when you're not sitting with a person as it is when you're just answering a questionnaire. And then it's going to give you, like, based on those answers, going to give you a, a solution. Almost right? like a chatbot
0: type conversation, Yeah. One of those.
1: So f- f- first Data those mm-hmm. payment processing, but they, and they own so many companies where you, if you're a business, you need to get business intelligence or yeah. marketing whatnot. They give you whatever you're looking for based on any of the 300 companies that they own. Wow. Well. So they figure, okay, that's what we're gonna do it. And I, my boss, came to me and said, "Hey, Jose, like, I want you to pick a path within the company because, in a few, you know, in a year, a few months, we're gonna start going over these jobs." It never happened. It never happened because what happens now? You take away the sales cats on the front lines. There are yep. so many competitors. The guy that has not these guys, these boots on the ground, you know, doing the the, the client facing stuff, doing events, doing whatever, he's going to win, right? Because if you guys are in the same boat how do you differentiate yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? So and he was like, okay, like, man, like you couldn't kind of get away. And now a friend of mine is trying to tackle the sales concept, not, you still can't get rid of the salesperson, but it's at least going to companies saying, hey, let's outsource your sales to us. And these are companies know you US presence. Um, and we'll do this white glove sales things for you so you don't have to hire in-house and go through the process of training people and hoping that it works for you. Right? Smart, a
0: smart concept, yeah.
1: But it's still, that the, the what differentiates the the salesperson is that experience you provide you can't get away from that, especially not now there is so much competition, and the market's there, like you need to have that
0: you know man i I, I love a lot of the AI conversations and machine learning conversations because you know one of the things i'm I'm bringing up on these podcasts more and more are the whole future of work and, and that's kind of where it goes a lot of times like man, you know the, the robots are coming or are going to take jobs and and I'm like, yeah, you know but the more and more you think about it is conversations like that. Because if you have company A and I have company B, I have all robots, you're in their face, you have dinner, you know the wife and kids, they're going to say...
1: Jose, give me a call. I'm not going to call my robot. Of course, <laughs> You know, you so know I, what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm also, I work with those guys in AI a lot and AI a lot. Mm-hmm. And I work with guys that, that's often the talk, right? And I've been to talks at Google where they talk future of work and what's going to make us different. And it's often kind of the same stuff, right? Emotional-type jobs, yep. you know, human-type type jobs. That's the future of work yep. uh, because this is going to make you different. If it's labor-based, if it's, you know... Crunching numbers, reading contracts, like yeah, machines can be taught to do that. Even coding, right? They say saying, like if you ten like ten years or so, like machines can code, That's right? Crazy. Um so yeah, and then anything that is client facing, anything that is like highly emotional, right? They say emotional intelligence is gonna be the thing in the future is going to really drive it, you know. Yeah. Whether that is management or sales, right? Like, okay, how do you communicate with a person? Um in, in that aspect, um, I think it's it's kind of the right time to start considering you know what they're what you're going to do and, and you see it more and more with people going the freelancing route whether it is hosting as like you say yoga retreats and becoming like an instagram or just things that are valuable by like other humans yeah
0: um, no, you know, no, no no you know the whole, the whole gig economy is real too man are you working on some projects
1: I'm always working on projects. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I was laughs> about to say you uh, never, never, never do that something yeah. always in the back pocket or at least no, you know toying. On my end is more of what my position at Trinet allows me to do mm. with helping other startups. So That's I, awesome. I take a lot of like advisory roles with tech companies. Um, Super cool. Just because it's within my realm, like I can I can do it. My portfolio companies, whether it's a VC partnership or a CMO partnership or a CFO, I can help that out. So yep. Like, I just I sit on on their boards, or I'm just like a an advisory, and I help them navigate things. Uh, just 'cause it's it's my passion. I like helping, um, and if I can contribute to them, I'm, I'm happy to.
0: Dude, do you well? You know, um, I gotta say, Jose, I did not expect us to get this deep into <laughs> yeah, into man. your life. I mean, I mean but but you couple things i want to do i mean we definitely got to link up at yeah, some point for sure um are you still downtown LA? Or are you still downtown LA. all right cool i'm in passing that's easy Tight. easy rides yeah i mean um do you still do rock climbing
1: i still do rock climbing
0: do you go to like local walls or are you actually out I n- go n- local walls. Okay. we go to local walls okay go to are you in the wild climbing as well huh are you out like in the you know i'm in
1: the, I'm in the wild well that's the fun of it right you yeah. practice indoors yeah uh and, yeah, and you get your skills and you learn some stuff and then you take it outdoors yeah I'd really like test it out but that's that's the beauty of it because i mean you climbing you combine like nature right? yeah so you go, go camping and have a beautiful experience and like fun so you're climbing out there and you bring all the gear and like climbing is more like a logistical thing like you know you once you can do little walls and it's, it's truly then like an athlete's workout mm-hmm. but you can do bigger walls it doesn't have to be crazy big but like just slightly bigger which requires equipment, and then it's just, like, technical. It's, like, learning how to use tools. Like, oh, wow, I got to put this here. I got to use my body this way. I got to shift this way. And, like, you, it's it's good stuff. Man.
0: Dude, I want to do it indoors one time with you, man. Yeah. Dude, I, mean, I, I mean, because it's something I've looked at and played with in the past. But, you know, I'm talking about when I say play with, I mean, I took two steps up on the wall, and then I hopped off.
1: <laughs> you know, like, this. I, yeah. I recommend it, man, because, like, on one end, you're going to face your fears every time. Mm. And it's, you're going to go into that move for, like, fuck, like, I, I, I need to, like, truly commit to this. Yeah. I can fall, yeah. but I can get it, you know? And then, like, once you go and you, like, grab it and use some technique you were taught to put your, your thumb or your fingers in such a way, and then, like, and it works. Yeah. It's like you're solving a puzzle every time. It's dope. And you get to the top, you're like, it's so rewarding. All
0: right, man. You know, you let me know where the best wall is. We can link up and go out there one time, or we can double up, bring out the wives. That that would be cool one time, Yeah, man. Seriously. Sure. I mean, so... Um, Tell everybody how to find you, though, man, because, I mean, I, th- I think that you have a really well-versed experience. Yeah. Especially working for trinet I know a little bit about them because i would be using them uh, yeah. right with the job and just for HR t- type of works,
1: but also just understanding the whole tech space. So <laughs>
0: people might have some it's questions look, for e- you, man. The
1: easiest way is look me up at Trinith, uh, Jose Barrera. spelled B-A-R-R-E-R-A, at Trinith.com, Uh or LinkedIn, Jose Barrera trying it uh, i'm not big on social media i mean i still have a profile open canal because my cam's is in people so it's jb that rojas on instagram yeah um but yeah just looking up on trying it and happy to help anyone and everyone that it, that needs to help
0: Did i gotta ask you one more question before so, we get out of here man because you aren't big in social media
1: why not because i, I look man i work with ai guys i know that it scares me to think that on the other side of Instagram, there's some cat that's just studying what shade of blue makes me click an extra two three seconds. Yeah. A roommate does AI for a company called Haystack, and and that's what he knows. That's what he figures out, right? He truly knows. Like, So it's, it's just this unfair advantage. And I'm, I find that I'm not good at moderation because of it. So, like, I open Instagram and then... I'm hooked for like an hour. And I'm like, man, like I just wasted an hour of my day. Those guys won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, it's yeah, like, dude, and Those, those guys you. are bringing in a yeah, profit yeah. over the time that I just spent in this. So it's like, look, no, no hate to them. I, I think it's fun. I think it's great. I, I love to post stuff up, up there. In my particular case, in my, my story, like I just don't like that. I don't have control over it sometimes. I'm not like there's no moderation for me because of it. These guys are good at what they're doing. You know, they're studying what size fund what their timing, how to do all these things that make you spend an extra two, three seconds there, Mm -hmm. then they sell to the advertisers. So that's my particular thing. Uh, I prefer to spend my time somewhere else and I just know that I'm not good. I can can scroll through Facebook for a few hours and Instagram and then after I snap out of it, I'm like, man, I could have done this, I could have done that.
0: And with that, it's a wrap. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Sales Culture Radio Show. And to learn more about the agency, go to salesculture.work. And don't forget to rate it and subscribe wherever you listen
1: to the podcast.